unbelievable. All right, let's kick this thing off. Welcome back, everybody. This week's episode of BJJ Brazier Jitsu. We got the BJJ crew: Rico, Sean, myself, Ryan, Arlen, and Steve. We're still missing James. Don't worry, we didn't cut him. And, uh, we'll we bring him back next week. We should have cut him. Lack of discipline, this guy. Unbelievable. We'll get him back next week. But um, you got the five of us here. This week's episode brought to you by Aura Ring. That's Aura O U R A Ring R I N G dot com slash R R X. If you want $50 off the free sizing kit, go to AuraRing.com slash RRX. They are sponsoring this show because we love the product, we've been using the product, and we use the product to help us live a more healthy life by focusing on our sleep. And this week, I haven't been really tracking that much, but uh, Rico, again, man, has been putting up stellar numbers. Gray, any lessons learned over the past week in yeah, terms of you um, monitoring your sleep? I actually meant to take a little tabulation, but uh, definitely improvements. Um, I was actually, let me just look at my numbers right yeah, now, for that matter. I was surprised how quickly it turned around. A big part of it for me was not eating within three hours of bedtime and uh, sleeping on the temperature control pad. I kind of figured out a good temperature to nice. keep it at. So I think that really good helped my score, but I didn't expect it to improve as quickly as it did. So let me just look at my sleep numbers here. While you're looking at that, does anybody else feel that like deep sleep is like one of the biggest factors in like how restful you feel by the time you wake up. For me personally, if that number is like yeah. over an hour and 15 minutes, I'm like feeling like pretty good. You it's always over an hour and 15 minutes and I'm feeling not feeling so great. Yeah. Really? But my deep is deep sleep is good even when my total sleep and my REM sleep are low. You know, deep sleep is always good for me. Oh, I see. So I get like two hours or more than 30%. So, is there one specific factor you figure if this number is high, is it going to feel good? No, they like all kind of correlation there. No? Total sleep and sleep efficiency. If I'm not spending a lot of time tossing and turning in Total bed sleep. and I good, get a good amount of sleep, then it that kind of makes helps. Sense. Yeah. So Saturday, I got an 88 sleep. Sunday, 78. That's great. Monday 72, mm. Tuesday 84, mm -hmm. yesterday 75. You're just trying to, but so you, you don't look at the individual crowns though, yeah. that week. It's good uh, for readiness and no, I'm, I, this week I didn't look at the individual. I was just looking at the trend yeah. and immediately it kind of I had an uptick. But there was a couple nights when I had a bad sleep. I know I was I sacrificed sleep intentionally because one night when Rappel came over and we were having some more, I'm like whatever. That night is a write off. And then uh, another night I ate a little bit closer to my uh, my window. Mm. Uh, of sleep so I knew those two nights were gonna be a little lower and then obviously Friday night after this I know it's kind of yeah I'm just drinking wine a little later than and you got to wake up early too so exactly so all in all I think um, it was a good start but I definitely have to pay attention to the variables a lot more now than I did and that and that that sleep pad how's that thing doing it just ice cold now or no what? I don't keep it that cold because it's like <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> sleep cold. It, I did the first time I said it as cold as it would go just to see if this thing because the other one I yeah, said, I was I said on ice. Really, yeah. <laughs> the other one I said real cold and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, I've said it too cold and then I said it too hot and then so I was still toying with that for still a couple nights as well. Yeah. But now I think I found kind of a good temperature to keep it at and I think it's actually helping keep me asleep. I fall asleep quicker and then I'm not tossing and turning as much. So awesome. I could and is it on the colder lights. side I guess still? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. But it's not like cold to the point that I'm waking up cold. It's and just does it go warm as well? Yeah. It goes both directions, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna ask you. You covered up all the lights with some electrical tape. Got rid of all the blue lights. Did that. Awesome. Um, sleeping with earplugs. I'm doing like I'm doing everything. Man. I got that was that. a question. This is something I was thinking about last yeah. time, and I don't know if it's full of 
if I'm full of garbage on it or whatever, but do you find that if you use earplugs, you wear a mask, you're using lavender, and all these things are trying to help you sleep, does that make it harder for you to go to sleep? Because now it's just like, well, I don't have my earplugs, I don't have my mask, I don't have my lavender, I don't have my, my oh, chili yeah, pad. Yeah. Like, like, it's like, making it harder to sleep without it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, for example, like when we go on our you're trip. making yourself less you resilient. Yeah, like, are you gonna, is it going to be tough for you to sleep if you don't have that stuff? Why wouldn't I have it? I could bring your, pla your plugs and a sleep mask. True. You see well, this like guy, he's just going to be in the room, just <laughs> taking <laughs> on every little gun like a Yo, yo, get that light <laughs> off there! <laughs> yeah. right? I travel That's the light. sun, guy! Shut it off! I, I travel with those now. I travel, yeah. I travel with electrical tape as well. Hotel, hotel <laughs> lights? Do you actually <laughs> swear to God? Yeah. We went camping, this guy brought detergent to wash his own clothes. Yeah. We were there true. for three days. That's true. Yeah. Bring an extra shirt next time, guy. When you guys have your last meal? Seven, uh, six thirty-ish for me is when I want to get my yeah. like finish my eight, last meal. Eight-ish. Eight. Just I'm three hours before I go to bed. For sure. So if, if I eat, bed. if I eat late, twelve, like looks like I'm going to bed at three. <laughs> I like the discipline. <laughs> But I was hungry to get a three, so I stayed up all night. Discipline. I won't even let himself doze off. Yeah. Discipline. How would it go? This was a ridiculous thing. Terrible. All right. So keep up on the sleep. It's good to see. And honestly, Rico, keep it up as well. You're doing great. And I've been selective with my sleep this week. It's been a lot of more working late nights, so my sleep score hasn't been that great. Been sacrificing that. But in any case, doesn't matter. It's, it doesn't ref, uh, or uh, detract away from the fact that we're focusing on our sleep and we're making sure that's top of mind. So again, that's AuraRing.com slash RRX. Uh, what do you guys think about this wine? Not that great. I don't like it. They are not the sponsor. This one, I think, should be the sponsor. Should have cracked this one open. I can't wait to drink this one. Rico was saying that we had this one at... Um, yeah, it's a long time ago. Great. Uh, Great memory. Well, I would read that, but that is in Spanish. So anyways, um, what is that, Lorio or Brio? Brio Pop. Brio, Brio Pop is the uh, sponsor for today. I can't wait to crack into this one then. I'm really excited about that. Anything from Innotech is gonna be a really good one, so. Boys, what could you have done better this past week? Look back at your week. Look at the ups, look at the, look at the downs. What do you think you could have done better? I had uh, I had quite the week. Um, I, I made a lot of infractions this week. I think I think I uh, I was all over the map today or this week period. Um, I was uh, that guy that I that I complain about. But it's funny. So I had a moment yesterday where um, I definitely could have done better, mm. and I will try to do better. So I went to yoga class yesterday, and uh, um, I get into the class. An instructor I've never seen before, so I'm I'm in the class. I'm waiting for him. I'm just you know meditating. The guy comes in. The class has started, and they always start with some type of. They always just start talking, right? This guy's like, so I had a really hard time getting here today. I uh, I hit the snooze button seven times today, <laughs> and I'm just like, this is unbelievable. Seven times. Who is this guy? And I was just immediately like annoyed. set off. Yeah. yeah, like 35 extra minutes, like, what are you doing? <laughs> and it just, I let it ruin my class. Like, I was just like, this guy's a clown. I can't follow this guy. Mm. And I was so annoyed. And I found myself, like, all class, and I was like, it was, 
I got a terrible workout in, but it was it had nothing to do with him. The guy was fine. His 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 instructing was totally fine. But it was just that one piece. Yeah, but it was just like I got so annoyed at the fact that this guy hit a snooze button seven times. Because to me, I think that's just like ridiculous. Clearly, I was like, I hit eight. <laughs> I, I was gonna say you don't even want how many times I hit it this week. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're ridiculous. Seven, seven, times, seven times is like what? Well, that's an hour worth of snooze. minutes, I think. Is I think it's more than. I think the the regular snooze is nine minutes, so that would be what sixty three minutes. It's an hour. It's an hour. It depends. I think you can set it up to every time you snooze. I think you standard is like nine. Time. I think standard. I think is it's nine eight minutes. or nine minutes. Yeah. So that's like an hour. An hour. Why is that? I don't know. What would a standard snooze be? Nine minutes. Standard snooze is like nine minutes. Yeah. Don't know why. This is what it is, but man, that's a long time to be yeah. snoozing regardless. <laughs> I know. That sets you off though, man. So why did why did it set you off so much? Because though? I just I found a week. Mm. I was just like I was just I, I was like I was judging. I was being judgy. Right? Someone I've never met. I knew nothing about this guy, and I just assumed he sucked. Yeah, because <laughs> he hit the, he hit the, I don't know that it, it was just what was going what do you, on. What do you what do you, what do you attribute what do you attribute that to? Like you're in yoga, you're supposed to be like open minded, relaxed, and yet you got triggered so quickly. You're just like, I hate this guy. This is terrible. <laughs> like you know, like what happened? Why did you get there? How'd you get to that state so quick? I've been irritated all week, but um, that's probably what it is. Then. Yeah, I mean, it's been a busy week, uh, but I just like. I went there, I wanted to be challenged, so I've actually gone to yoga like six days in a row. And there's been some like ridiculous classes where I've just been Very like, tough. Just, you know, having awesome workouts. You went six days in a row? Yeah, just oh, been no. super, super, super challenged. And, uh, uh, and then I was just hoping for another one to like really push me. And I just assumed, I just, because this guy, <laughs> It's a snooze button seven times in a row. I just assumed he was lazy and wasn't gonna push me. And his 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 session was fine, but I just went. I just had this like predetermined um, idea of what his session was gonna be like, based on the fact that I thought he was lazy. So did you learn from it? Don't judge a book by its cover, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, so I realized it like halfway through the session, and so I did make a point to try to chat with him after. And uh, which I never do anyway, and uh, I just I just started to chat with him, and he was telling me about his job and how he's had such a rough week at work, and I actually like couldn't understand. Like I was like, well, that makes sense. Like you mm -hmm. you have, he has a different job, right? Yeah. So he just does this on the side, and uh, so he was exhausted from that and just had a hard time getting out of bed today. Mm -hmm. He said he he contributed to his to his work, but uh, yeah, I just like for me because I still have that really like belief that like extreme belief extreme. i'm just i'm just like i'm that guy right yeah. that everyone should just get up your alarm goes off just get up like yeah. you have responsibilities go yeah. do them yeah. but i don't care if you're tired yeah but uh i hear you man i hear you and uh, by the way you guys know we're playing footsies underneath the table all right boys just uh what a I should post it on Instagram, eh? That one day where their feet are just like nuzzling each other. <laughs> but yeah, after I was like, I reflected on it and I, and I was kind of annoyed with myself, right? But Because uh, you allowed yourself to get there. Yeah, I allowed yeah. myself to get upset over nothing. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure, I, like I was going back to the old me a mm -hmm. little bit. But uh, you attribute that to stress, right? I think that's, that's very human, where if you're having a very stressful week, Sometimes 
Certain things might trigger you, certain things might annoy you more. I've been there, I think we've all been there, right? Where we have a really stressful week and just the stupidest thing will set you off. I think the cool thing was you didn't carry that with you. You went ahead and you had a conversation with them, yeah, which tells cool. me that you kind of let it go. You let it go, right? So it brought you down. But I didn't let it go until let after go. I showered and was like, <laughs> during my session, I was, I was, yeah, I was not there. It's all I wasn't right. present. It's human though, right? Yeah. It's human. Again, like it's okay to do that, but again, no one noticing that that's not you. It's almost you had like you had a moment of like cognitive dissonance where you were pissed off, but you're like, ah, it's not me though. Like, why do I feel this way? You're human, right? Mm -hmm. You're having a stressful week. So I wouldn't attribute that to much more than so just So what I gotta do better is uh, not judge. Yeah, it's not always judge. a good one, man. Yeah. Always a good one. This man actually set it up for me real nice, right? Like, kind of made me feel terrible, right? Okay. The story I was telling you guys, the story oh. I just told you guys, right? The, yeah. the, uh, seeing, seeing, I didn't, I had my moment, and then this one now, this guy made me think about it a little more. So again, I was talking about some of the oddities that I'm seeing at the university, and every single day at the exact same time, I see this, this, this man crying, right? And it's the same thing, it's just so weird because I literally feel like I'm watching the same thing on rewind. Like, they're almost sitting in the same spot even, and just like sitting there like this, and all of a sudden in the middle of nowhere just <laughs> starts crying. And it's just this slow, like, hug. It's just this really slow hug. And five days in a row, the same person hugging them. Same person hugging them too. And it's just the same thing over and over again. And I'm just like, that's weird. Same thing. <laughs> judging, right? I'm judging. And I'm like, that's really weird. I'm like, hmm. And I didn't think about it from this man's perspective. So Sean's like, yo, like, what happened if his his family got into a car accident and they died? What happens if, like, you know, he's dying. He's got something terminal. It's like, my man. I was thinking of the fact that it's at the same time means that time might have some negative association for him. Or he's just crying 24-7 and he Could just what doesn't, saying he's only exactly. sees him at, yeah, after his class at 345 when he's leaving. Right? But I had no idea. But in any case, the fact that I looked at that and I was just like, that's weird. Right? Instead of being more open. Like, I pride myself on being a little bit more empathetic, a little bit more open. But the fact that I wasn't and I was just like, that's weird. What the heck? And I just like went on with my day. I didn't give it any more thought after that. I was like, that's just strange, right? But instead, I should have been like, man, like, that poor guy, something's going on in his life. Like, that should have been how I responded. Right. But I didn't respond like that. So the minute you called me on that, I'm like, that's what my boys are for, eh? Like, keep us in order. Keep us in line to be like, yo, that's not you. Like, here's a different perspective. So I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I really do. That. I really do. And, you know, next time if I see him crying, I'm going to go up there and hug him too. See how he's doing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, no, I'm not going to ask any questions. So it's lost his favorite pair of sneakers. Yeah. You idiot! Get up! I heard tracked on on BJJ. Take it back. Take it back. It is, it is a little weird, though. It's, it's strange, right? Like, it's just strange. Like, I'm not exaggerating. Five days in a row, the exact same time, almost the exact same table, the exact same scenario. I'm like, this is very strange. It's just not knowing the backstory. True. It's just hard to judge. For me, personally, I just feel that it's just like, like some heinous shit could have happened to this guy. Totally. Right? Like, what if some heinous shit happened to this guy, and then, like, wouldn't you feel like the biggest piece of shit ever to be, like, judging this person that you've just seen cry the entire time to know that, like, fucking his mother got raped? Or, like, like some heinous shit, right? You know, like, you wouldn't think it was very but the, the, odd then that he's no, crying in the entire, right? No. You know what I mean? I 100% know what you mean. And what you're saying there, though, it, it makes me think even more. So, in the background of my head, I'm as we're talking, I'm like... Well, maybe he's got a therapy session from 11 to noon and he gets out of that therapy session and maybe it's really intensive and maybe yeah. he's just mentally exhausted, yeah. you know, or who knows, maybe he's working two jobs and he's finally getting to school and he's just, he can't take it, he's stressing out. Yeah. I don't know, maybe he's in a really tough class and he's failing. I don't know, but the fact of the matter is, I believe that what makes us 
great human beings is, I don't mean we, but what makes human beings great is being able to be empathetic and try yeah. to be more understanding rather than just judge. Yeah. And I think for me, judging him unfairly like that, I didn't think about it until you, you posed that to me. So again, it's such a deep appreciation for my boys to provide that perspective to tell me, hey, raise your empathy up. 100% correct. So I appreciate that, brother. Thank you. Don't be too hard on yourself for that initial that's weird either, though, because that is weird. Your mind just noticed something that's out of place that might have been inappropriate for that. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, I was saying a red garbage can on the roof of a building. It just it, it drew your attention. Mm -hmm. So for that to be your initial response, I don't think is inappropriate or bad. Yeah. Well, the first like Sean said, getting to the point where it becomes yeah. conscious and realizing that there might be a good reason. There might not. It might just Maybe. be that the guy might be a weirdo. Could like be right. The default should be to, you know. That's true. That's a good point too. So then when you say that, like I, I think in my head, what was my first reaction when I saw that on day one and day two? Day one and day two, I was like, man, that sucks. That was my first reaction. I'm like, oh man, that's brutal. Right, guys crying in the middle of, of the, the study hall. I'm like, shit's going down, you know? I was like, that's brutal. So I went to my class. But again, like, I don't give it that much thought, right? As I, whatever, I'm not supposed to, right? Like, it's just something, that person's crying. I'm like, that sucks, moving on. I got, I got somewhere to be, right? But I did think it was weird five days in a row. So maybe it's not that bad, but at the same time, I do appreciate the perspective to say, don't judge, right? Always come at it with an empathetic perspective because I think that can, that quickness to judge can bleed into everything. And yet I would rather be quick to be empathetic and say, mm, maybe there's something here I'm not missing, or I'm missing, and maybe something here I'm not seeing. I'd rather think like that on a regular basis than to judge on a regular basis. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I could do better this week. And it's funny, because it literally just came to me like half an hour before we got here. But hey, no time like the present. How about you boys? It uh, plays off the empathy. I uh, This morning, actually, my girlfriend was having some like <clears throat> cramps and headache, and I'm just like, again? like. In my mind, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, is it just like women just in general are always have some shit going down? <laughs> I'm just like, and I'm just like, all right. So I sit down. And I'm like, all right, babe. So, like, well, we, we just lost all of our female listeners. <laughs> what, what can we do to fix this? Like, maybe it's something you're eating. You know, maybe it's something. I'm just trying to get her to think of things differently. I'm like, this is what we can maybe do to sit, fix this. And she just looked so pissed. And so I'm in the car and I'm just like, am I doing something wrong? Like, am I? Like approaching this the wrong way, I'm, I'm. I just want you to understand that I'm just trying to help. But if I'm not approaching this the right way, I need you to communicate with me so that I know how I should be communicating to you. <laughs> and that just, she just is like, you know, like just, just don't say anything. Just let me be. Let me be. Let me feel whatever I'm feeling. Mm. And it doesn't have to be. And I and I. Arlen <laughs> talked about this, and I forget what episode, but I just I literally thought about what Arlen said, and I was just like. And I just looked at her and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I, I just want you to know that I'm coming from a place of good. And my initial reaction is to try to solve it. And I'm sorry. But in my mind, I'm like, I was still, I, I was, I couldn't let it go. <laughs> I just, she just, she texted me and she just, you know, she texted me after and she just was like, I just want you to tell me it's okay. Mm. You don't have to say anything. I'm like, fair. Okay. Isn't that funny? And I'm just like, but I'm just like, I don't understand. I don't understand. It's so funny. I don't understand. It drives me nuts, man. Yeah, we sorry I said the same thing. Yeah. Like, Tell me the words that you want me to say to you. Write <laughs> <laughs> down to me. Know. <laughs> That's hilarious. So I can definitely be more empathetic with her. Like, and uh, more kind. 
fashion it. I don't, again, seek first to understand. I don't know what it feels like to be feeling those things right all the time. You know what I mean? So good yeah. one. I like that. I like that. Do you guys, you guys feel me on that? Hundred percent, guy. That was almost <laughs> my same. That's almost what I could do better. Almost exactly what you said, word for word. It's like trying to communicate with my spouse in a more productive way has been really tough over the last week, and it's just like trying to understand the emotions she's having, or what she's going yeah. through, or how she's handling certain yeah. things, and it's like a little piece of news. Uh, Ashley's pregnant. Yeah, yeah, Congrats. yeah. Yes. Yo, this is Yo, thank you, thank you. So, which means that her hormones are making her act uh, completely normally for the viewers that are out there. And, and there's been a there's been not far along at all, like three weeks maybe, call it. And so, Ryan, Mister Ashley's pregnant. By the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here, yeah. man! Yeah. Congrats, bro! Yeah, thank you, thank you. There's a joke in there, but I'll tell it after. Yeah. The camera shuts off. Wow, this guy don't miss. So, yeah, no, never done. Uh, but, um, but yeah, no, like, wow, that was a big one for me. Was like trying to communicate with her on a like a even keel, or like trying to like see where she's coming from, and just like um, take her emotions into account and just letting her feel whatever she's feeling. And I had a big conversation with her about like, um, and like she's being self-conscious about how maybe she's maybe yelling at the kids a little too much and when she gets stressed out or whatever else. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do when you're yelling? Like, I, like how do you want me to tell you? Like, don't yell, that's gonna make you more upset. Like, don't, whatever, it's just like, just hug me. And so there was one time where it was kind of cool, like one time she was yelling and I literally just walked up and hugged her and then that was it. And it was just like, so I kind of, I got, by the end of the week, I kind of was doing a little bit better, but at the start, man, I needed that, I needed that, like, I need to do better right now. I need to do better for this whole situation to smoothen itself out. So I, I'm, is it she like, is it that just a thing when they get pregnant? Is that, was it, has it been like that? Like every time? This guy is. I will only speak for my specific spouse because I'm sure everyone's different. And it really is, I'm sure everyone's different. But my specific spouse, I feel that when she's pregnant, her highs are really high and her lows are really low. She's very highly emotional when. Things are going right. She's extra, extra happy. She's extra excited. She's extra doing funny things. And then when something's bothering her, she's extra angry. When she's sad, she's extra sad. So the emotions are all volatile. Are all higher. They're like more intense emotions. No matter what the emotion is, it's more intense. Mm -hmm. Whether it's happy, whether it's sad, whether it's whatever. So it's a lot less, less tempered. Oh yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> she'll let you know if you do too. <laughs> Yeah, so. In their defense, though, like, can you imagine? Their bodies, it's a fucking chemical no, they're, zoo. They're champs. They're, they're champs. Like, my girl's a champ. Yeah, like, so it's going through something. Their body hasn't changed like that in, well, in that specific way ever, but their body hasn't changed in most of our girls' and wives' cases, at least, you know, a decade or more, in that way. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. just that much change, I mean. Yeah. So as far as, like, hormones and the changes that they're going through, like, I think we have to be a bit more understanding of yeah, sure. the fact that shit's going to be different. Like they're feeling their way through new emotions and feelings and thoughts and not to mention yeah. the physical 
actual way that they feel. Hundred percent. So yeah, I don't know. I it I think my wife was kind of the same. Um, yeah, it, it's just different. It's just different. You could tell that they they feel different. So obviously they're gonna have them different. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th I think the only fair, the only reasonable response is to to be kind of understanding in that scenario. Oh, hundred um, percent. One thing that I realized about both of those things, like the hug, is is a fucking powerful, powerful weapon. You know what I mean? And it's not. But the thing, the thing is, I think a lot of the time they want us to create space for their feelings, despite the fact that we're coming in trying to solve the problem and we're focused on them and like let's fix this, all that kind of stuff. It's still kind of like we have a big presence in their problem in their lives, where sometimes it's just like they need the space to feel bad or feel whatever, but know that you're still there with them. Yeah. In, in my relationship, I found that to be the case. I that's felt a, that same way as well. That's a good it's reminder. just a matter of, yeah. that's pretty creative yeah, space. Like, yeah. I picture it in my mind, like you're having big feelings right now. Like I'm just going to press myself up against the wall and <laughs> be here. Love yeah. it. No, that's the, I, it sounds like you were on the upswing at the end of those, so that's good. I was on the upswing. Those were part of the things that I felt I did better throughout the week. So I was, I was cognizant of it at the start, and then I felt like I was doing better. But, I mean, there's always room for improvement because they're from a different planet, man. They're from, they're from, <laughs> we're from Mars, they're from Venus, whatever the saying goes. Like, it's just, they just feel differently than, than like, yeah. they just... At least for our my relationship, anyways, like we're just we're just a Martian and an Earthling just trying to make it, you know. Like it's just I don't know. It's it's tough sometimes. It's really tough. But I mean, as long as you keep working at it, then you'll yeah, get maybe, better at anything sure. you keep working at. You mm. get better at, right? So maybe the truth. Maybe the truth. Love it. What else could you boys have done? Uh, uh, two things for me that come to mind. I missed three workouts this week now. Three. I know. Lazy. Who's this guy? Know. Lazy. Yeah? It's going to say you're looking real rolling. No, it's, it's all true. It's all true. Uh, the first one was, I, I don't really stress about missing one workout in a week, to be honest, because it happens infrequently, and it's gener there's generally a good reason, and it's like, if I get 95% on anything, I'm, I'm, totally. I'm doing perfect. I'm happy to miss the five, because that means I have some balance in yeah. my life. But this week, first one I missed um, was Tuesday, because of some stuff going on at work. It was a busy day to go after was taking time away from my family, which I didn't want to do that day. Um, and I figured we're going to hit a workout on Saturday anyway, no big deal. Wednesday rolled around, some more shit at work. Lo I missed my window, and then that situation with Rathwell came up, and I was oh, like... being a good friend. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, after Wednesday, I was, or even during that day, I was kind of like, I don't know, it was easy to say that I'm being a good friend and I started to question, am I just being lazy here? And then fucking same thing today. But today was actually a stressful day at work. Missed my window and I've just been running since. So um, today, I feel like I should have went earlier. Like there's always something that I could do, but to miss three days in a week, I can't blame my circumstances for that mm -hmm. for me. Yesterday, it was just a lack of motivation. So that's unusual for me. I don't know... Um, how to correct that other than to just fucking get back at it. I was just going to say, really doesn't how often do you take breaks though? Like, do you ever take a break from when the gym? Like, do you take a week off? Or yeah. when we go on vacation. That's and even then, it's like, I'll still maybe hit the odd workout. And when I'm fasting, it's not really not going to the gym. My workouts are just super light and whatever, right? So that's my program gotcha. load week, gotcha. weeks. Um, but uh, this is the first time that I'm kind of starting to feel burnt out at work. And I feel like it's starting to spill into, like I'm losing motivation in other areas of my life. And wow, interesting. 
having a hard time navigating that. So why is that, by the way? Like, you didn't take on a new role, did you? No, it's still the same thing that I was doing, but it's coming to crunch time, and there's some things that are falling apart, and I feel like we've taken a couple steps back in other areas, and it's just you know, it's a whole cascade of um, of reasons there. But mm. it's I don't know. I don't know why it's now. I can't compartmentalize where otherwise I would be able to. Yeah. And I, I gotta be honest, first, like that eh? situation with Rathwell, like even today I was walking around work and I'm like, man, this guy's just like, he had to go clean out his locker and all this kind of stuff. And it was like, I was almost grieving the fact that he wasn't in the building anymore. And we can't just go, I can't go shoot the shit or go for a workout with him. That was the other part of it too. Like we're supposed to work out. So I was like, ah, I don't feel like fucking working out. Just a reminder of that whole situation. I'm concerned about the guy. So yeah, um, that it's kind of just thrown off my, uh, your radar a little bit, hey, where you're uh, balanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what do you, what's, what's your plan? Just get back to it and realize that you're human, you fall off, and that's okay? Or? Tomorrow, yeah, yeah, that's kind of it. It's, uh, I, I have this weird thing where if I fuck something up, I have a hard time letting it go that I fucked it up. I can constantly dwell on it, so. Even if, it, even if it's just something for yourself, like a workout? Especially if it's something for myself. I, really? Even more than if it was for somebody else? Possibly because um, I give others more than they expect, but I expect a lot of myself. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how to put this. I, get it, um, <clears throat> I give others more than they expect, but I expect more of myself for myself. So to even miss that bar, bar by a little bit is like, I really let myself down. Love that. If I miss that bar for someone else, they're still like, yo, you did whatever and it's, it's all good and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, it's all good. You realize how extreme that discipline is, eh? Like, I honestly think that most people who would listen to this or see this, might not be able to identify with that because that is an extreme discipline. I think so too. Yeah. It's an extreme discipline where people are like, "Gray, shut the hell up! You miss three workouts. You take you, you only take days off when you're fasting when you go on, go go on vacation. Like that's it. Like man, you miss three days. Who cares? What's the big deal? But it's your dedication that gives you like the body that you have. You've bragged about it multiple times in the show where you're like, listen, I, I arguably have the best body out of all you guys here. <laughs> well, shit, no, he's not talking sorry. shit. It's reality. Like 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 everyone looks good. But great looks great. And how do you look great? Are you trying to say that he has the best body out of anybody that's I will. I will. Like you see him uh, you see him on his vacation? The man's got thick legs! Thick legs! Why are you nodding your head? Yo man, you know he does. I mean I'm not saying that I'm I'm not saying that I'm in the running, but I don't know if they're giving Rico and Steve enough credit. And you're not I'm not saying these boys aren't aren't good. I'm not saying we're not good. I came to play that last Mexico trip. Didn't count though. Came to play. This man walked up in his mini blue shorts. I still remember them. That was walking Fantastic. But he didn't get there because he was lazy. He didn't get there because he negotiated with himself to make an excuse, say, ah, I took these three days off. Ah, I'm going to take the week off. I deserve a week off. No, he, he didn't get that body because he was weak. He didn't get that body because he wasn't disciplined. So the lesson from that for everybody, which is inspirational, who might not be able to identify with him, is to say, if you had maybe half the discipline that he had, you would look fantastic. You would have more money. You'd have the career you want. You'd have the relationship you want. And it's that discipline that bleeds into everything. The discipline he holds of himself. So I give my man credit to say like, you know, yeah. people might look at that and be like, you're extreme. Yeah, but that extreme discipline 
got him where he is today. Extremism will can produce results. Of course it can. There's no there's no question about it. I don't I don't think those compliments were all deserved, but uh, I, I will say I will say the the cheating thing. I'm hard on myself in that respect because it would be easy for me to justify missing three workouts. If anyone knew the kind of days that I had, everyone would look at it like this. But as soon as that thought crept into my mind that is that really why you missed those workouts? Is there not a part of it that was like your motivation was lacking or whatever? Mm. That's when I'm like, mm. that's not good enough, Arlen. Mm. Like you got to look in the mirror and, and fix that shit, you know? Because it, it doesn't matter what other people believe. It's just I gotta I gotta face me. I sleep with me at night, and I know yeah. the truth is that I fucking let myself down. So. That's hard. I need to work, get better at just being like, okay, that's in the past. Let's fix it tomorrow. But a lot of a part of me is always like, that's fucking weak, you know. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love so that. that's inspirational, man. I love that. I gotta turn it around tomorrow, and uh, yeah, that's just it. That's just get better. Just do get it and, and let it go. Let it go. Yeah. That's that's my challenge. Uh, the other thing was. The thing that I mentioned you guys. <laughs> I was hoping you're gonna bring this one up. Oh, um, <laughs> what was this one again? I, I, uh, went to a supplement store. <laughs> oh yeah. God knows more. God knows more. If King, here's something that really annoys me. If was someone, it a supplement store or was a supplement Chicken? store? It was a supplement store. Oh, I thought it was Popeye's don't Chicken. Why would he be Popeye's Chicken? Look at him! Is that a real question? Why would he be Why wouldn't he be? It's he's, delicious! And he's been slipping this week. And we all fucking know it! What's the matter with you? <laughs> it was a supplement store, which I won't say the name of. A supplement store and uh, looking for a bunch of shit. Didn't know where one particular thing was. So I grab all the stuff that I know where it is. Uh, and I asked, there's two, there's, I thought one dude working there. Turns out there's two. I'm asking this guy where some is, and he's like, oh, it's right over here. And I said, oh, you know, I don't see the one that I use. Do you have this particular one? And he's like, you know, I'm not sure if we have that one. Why, what's that? I'm like, oh, it has this ingredient in it. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm not too sure about that. Let me ask Brad. So I'm like, oh, there's another dude. He points to the counter, and this dude just pokes his head up. He's like, yo, what are you looking for, bro? Right away, I was like, I can't even fuck. I didn't even know he was there. You yeah. can't stand up to greet a customer when they walk in the store, yeah. so automatically he's on my nerves, yeah. right? Had a bit of an irritating yep. day before. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I tell him what I'm looking for, and he's like, well, Why are you looking for that one? And I was like, Well, I've used it before, I had pretty good results with it, and just from what I've learned, it has the most, you know, scientific support, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, yeah, well, you never know, it could have been like what you were eating or how you were sleeping at the time or the other things that you were taking. I'm like, yeah, but I've used a few of these other ones that they were pointing out, it just didn't work as well for me. And, just the damn bottle. Yeah, <laughs> basically, right? And I'm like, and and I think I covered that with the the double blind placebo control. Like, that's why I default to, even if I haven't tried it, let's, let's I follow the studies, right? And this one has the most support. And he's like, yeah, but sometimes with these things, and he starts going into, I can't remember, he's kind of like discrediting the research mm-hmm. and how it might be, whatever. I'm like, okay, whatever, man. Mm-hmm. But then he was like, once you learn a little bit more, you'll see that like this one here is better because blah, blah, blah. And he was starting to kind of talk down to me. One thing that fucking drives me nuts oh, is I know. That'd be extremely you It's not even that. Yeah, it's partly be. that. But I don't like when people just assume that they know more about something than you. Without fucking knowing me, I, a lot of people know more than I do about a lot of shit. Of and I have a lot to learn. But you don't know if the person who walks into your store is a fucking biochemist or yeah. knows every one of those products or is an ex-employee of the same fucking store, right? Like, you don't know the person from a hole in the wall, so don't go assuming that you know more than they do. Mm-hmm. That was always my default, even when I was a salesperson or whatever. So, um, yeah, and then he, he said something off the cuff, like, you know, if you read a little bit about blah, 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 and I was like, okay, listen, um, I told you that I've used the supplement that I'm looking for. I've used most of these supplements, including the one that you're whatever. 
But since this is a question of me not reading the bottle, why don't we read this together? And his buddy was standing there, and I was like, so what is this magnesium steroid? Oh, it's magnesium steroid. That's used to boost the effectiveness of this. I was like, no, actually, that's a binder for the capsule. It has nothing to do with the ingredient here. What's this bioprene? He's like, oh, it's, I think that's an ingredient in blueberries. I'm like, no, it's from black pepper. I'm like, listen, man, I don't know a lot about this supplement, but clearly I know I more than you do. Yeah. So if you don't have the product that I'm looking for, just tell me that. And his buddy's just like, whoa, backing up. <laughs> so he takes his shirt off. He's like, do you want to they got in a bad week, man. Seriously, that's yeah. how I was feeling inside. But then I bought the supplement and. Uh, so when he was recommending? No, no, no. That wasn't what I All right, give it to me anyways, Brad. But uh, I walked out and I kind of felt bad about the fact that it, I partly reacted that way just because I wanted to embarrass the dude, right? I reacted that way out of anger and I don't think that was necessary for me to convey the message that I wanted to convey that way, mm. right? So. I felt bad about that. I could have just been like, no, you know what, man, I, I do. And I could have told him the whole story. I used to even work at this particular supplement store and blah, blah, blah. And it was partly that he didn't stand up and all this kind of stuff. And I was just, I just kind of felt like being like, cause I know, I still know the owner. And I just felt like being, do you think he would appreciate his staff mm -hmm. acting this way when customers walked in? So all of that taken together, plus the shitty day that I had yeah. was responsible for my reaction. And I didn't think it was necessary. Mm -hmm. So. I got home and I told Elena about this and she was kind of laughing and she's like, no, for sure. You know what? The guy, you did the guy that he works with a favor because he needs to see that he shouldn't model himself after this. I was like, I never thought about that, mm -hmm. but it's mm -hmm. still, I overreacted and it wasn't necessary to embarrass someone. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my question to you guys. Do you think you have to, do you think someone has to feel pain or feel some sort of negative emotion to learn a particular lesson? I think so. I think so too. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. so. I really do. I was actually pinpointing this before. When I worked at GNC, um, I was full of shit as well, right? The, the muscle, the, uh, the muscle tech guys, EAS guys would come in, they'd be like, we're gonna do our training, right? You sit down for like your three hour training session and you sit down and they make you feel like you know everything and they run you through a test and they're just like, you know all this shit, you're a fucking expert, right? And I go down and I'm sitting there and somebody's asking me about this, this product. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. Same thing as this Brad guy, right? I know everything, don't tell me about this. I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's great. And uh, yeah, it's, it's easy on the kidneys, don't worry about it. And the guy's like, really? Hey? And he goes, he's very smug with me. I'm like, yeah, it is super easy on the kidneys, right? It's buffered. It's, it's much better than this one right here, whatever, right? And uh, I, I don't remember the specific supplement I was selling. It was some sort of like creatine ethyl ester. I forgot what it was. Thing was, it doesn't matter. But anyways, the guy challenged me on it. He goes, well, I just want to let you know. He goes that I have a PhD in this and I'm actually studying like renal regeneration and, 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 and kidneys and what have you. He goes, so you really need to learn your stuff before you start to sell it and start talking about something that you don't know much about. He goes, thanks, have a good day. And he ended up buying a product and he ended up leaving. I felt like such a douchebag. I was like, fuck, like I don't know what I'm talking about. And at that moment in time, it like was a real like step back for me to say, are you full of shit? Or do you actually know what you're talking about? And I sat back and I looked and I'm like, I think I'm full of shit. <laughs> I think I'm full of <laughs> shit. You know, and it, it kind of like it kind of broke into my ego a little bit. And I, I look back at that. I'm like, that was a real, real good lesson. And why? Because I'm still in sales today. And that whole approach, that lesson there, really taught me to be humble, to learn more, to ask more questions. To I not mean, the assume. fact that you can still remember it that long sure. ago, like, well, I you were working it. there what two weeks ago? <laughs> It was yesterday, motherfucker, get out of here. Right? Like, it was that long ago, man. Like, it was like 15 years ago. Yeah. But I still remember that because it was such a humbling moment where it was just like it penetrated my soul. And I was like, ah, because I was just like, 
I was making so much commission. I was making bank. That I was a top salesperson at GNC. You could not oversell me in that that in that store. I was the champ, right? And then all of a sudden, this guy comes in and just crushes me, and I was like, he, It sounded like right. he said pretty like calm, better than Arlen. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, the man. key. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Yeah. Ah, you know what? Maybe, maybe. He was so calm. Funny. He was calm, but he was me. quiet. He didn't yeah. try to embarrass you in front of your friends. Not like me. I'm just like fucking kick the guy while he's down. Yeah, I don't doubt it. No doubt, man. If Arlen was the PhD, he would have pulled it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What did what was his response? Brad? Silence probably? That that dude when you said uh I can't remember exactly how he ended the conversation, oh. but I could tell he was really annoyed. Oh he was just he was annoyed and embarrassed and I and I was like satisfied with that. Because you want to you want to humble Because I was petty, that's all it was. I was super petty about it. You know we've talked about this before, and I hate to bring it up again, but we talked about this before where sometimes when we lose our cool when we see somebody acting a fool or acting out of character, or out of character, we don't know their character, but acting in a way that maybe we should say, hey, take a step back, right? Mm -hmm. Take a step back, kid. <laughs> Remember the time we were at, uh, at that, um, that, that club and that guy rolls up and Arlen's like, uh, I'll, get, uh, I'll get a shot. And Arlen was like, I'm not going to get a shot. And this guy rolls up and he's <laughs> like, I'll take a shot. <laughs> Arlen's just like, who does this? Who hangs around at the bar looking for just somebody to buy shots and you come rolling in here in your flip-flops and shorts? Go, go get your vision board. Go on there and put, put a man wearing pants on. I don't know how it went. But at the very end, you felt terrible about it. Felt terrible about it, right? I went, because I I, it was like a whole three minute speech. It was long. It was long. People know what it suffice. It was long. But, but, but to your point there, be the I guy who aspires to buy the round of shots. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, but you know what, though? Honestly, it, it, it's moments like that where maybe he's going to remember that 10, 15 years later. This guy who put me in my place in GNC, he has no idea who, who I am. I could walk by him like a million times. I might even work with the guy and I have no idea who he is. But I still remember that lesson because it hit me so deeply. You hit that guy so deeply. In that club that maybe he'll remember maybe he won't i hope he will right maybe it'll make him aspire to be a better person this moment here with this guy turned me into a better sales professional yeah right like it truly did so maybe brad needed that man maybe yeah. he did it's not an excuse to be an asshole i just gotta put that out there right it's not an excuse to be an asshole but it is permission to maybe put somebody in their so place for whatever reason when i was reading that chat I thought you were buying fried chicken. <laughs> so think about how funny this story becomes when you replace the supplement store with Popeyes. <laughs> and I thought for whatever reason you went in there. This guy doesn't know me at all. No, he doesn't. You went I'm in there. My cool Popeyes. No doubt, eh? You so went I was in like, there, I feel you. And this guy was trying to tell you like the drumstick was like a chicken tire or something on a breast. This guy's losing school like, I'm black, all right? I know my chicken. I was waiting for that show. I was hearing. I didn't want to. all I was hearing, I I was I hearing was in coming. my mind. I was just like, because I know he didn't work at Popeyes. Wait, did he work at Popeyes? Did this motherfucker hold out on me for years? <laughs> we had Popeyes for less. I know, I know. I just. That's so funny. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, yeah, for whatever reason, I missed you, the supplements. You got to be more oh, present, but bro. that's. That's why. Because it's more the sense. name of the supplement store. They don't just <laughs> trying to Where have you been? That's right. That makes so much more sense. <laughs> Which I was trying not to say right. in a podcast, bitching about the podcast. Should we all store. yell at him right now? And maybe it'll help. I think we should. Oh. I think we should. Water off the duck's back. All he'll hear is, you're great, Sean. <laughs>
Hey, I don't let Shinte get me down. That is so funny. That's hilarious. No, but honestly, that that point that you did mention, though, Gray, is to say like, do we need to feel pain? Do we need to actually have that negative experience to teach us lessons? Man, I think sometimes we learn our greatest lessons from from pain, right? And I think we've talked about this before, right? When when you succeed and you win, right, you celebrate. But when you fail or something bad happens, you have a setback, you ponder, right? And I, maybe that's not exactly true because when I when I win, I still when I win, I still ponder and I think like, hey, how can I repeat that? But that's a healthy practice. It is. It's very important. But at the same time, when you fail and when you get that like shot, right? Like that my mentors give me on a regular basis where it's just like, hey, you know what? Like you really messed this up. You should have done better. I love those lessons because they hurt. And because they hurt, it really makes me take a step back. And I told this story before. I think this was on episode one when I was talking about my, my, my martial art test. And everyone passed, but I failed. And my sensei failed me. He's like, oh, like... You could do better. And it was humiliating because everybody else went ahead and I knew I was better, but he goes, no, like, you didn't deserve to win because I know you're better. Pissed me off. I was angry, but man, that was a great, like, lesson. It took me from here to here. But don't you think that when any time someone has expressed compassion to you where they would have been perfectly justified in embarrassing you, that lesson has been, for me anyway, more, more enduring or potent. So this guy at the store, if I, if I didn't, intentionally embarrass the guy at the supplement store. If I just pulled him aside and said, listen man, there's okay, I, I used to work here. There's occasions where someone's gonna walk in that they're pretty knowledgeable about the products. This might have been a better way to recommend it. Or if you don't know, tell me you don't know and I'll buy whatever you you, you tell me because that builds trust in you. Right? I could have handled it differently in a way that he would have been like somebody oh, would have to be receptive to that message, I think, for it to have Potentially had the same effect. No, yeah. that that story is boring. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And honestly, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know if that's very human. I think I think you you played you, you did what a human would do. You reacted in a way that's very human. Yeah. Like I I, I honestly don't think we like, want to uh, aspire to be better, better than just we do than just yeah. act at, 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 out of like human. But I, I like your question though, Sean. Like. Would the would the softer approach be better, or you know, do you have to be hard? Like those Arlen's oh, question. Are you being serious right now? Is he being serious? He came out of the I know me too. I thought he was like too. I like your question, Sean. It was really good. Arlen, you'll get him next time. Don't worry. I was so pissed at you, Arlen. Uh, you're awesome. <laughs> That's not me, Sean's not offended. So, Got him again! Got him again! Oh man. Because we've, we've talked about this before, and like, where we should like, we've had really Sorry. poor, we've, we've had terrible like service at a restaurant, and we've always like, should we, should we call this person out? Yeah. In, in, in a way that's respectful, right? In it's just, respectful. it goes back to what we talked about before with uh, punishing kids for for, uh, for them, right? When you analyze the situation after, if any part of that was because of how you were feeling, I think you're in the wrong, and that's that's what it came down to for that interaction at the supplement store. When I walked yeah. out, I was like, part of that was honestly to make, was just an expression of what I was feeling inside and to make me feel better. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily for them, right? Mm -hmm. and it could have been. If what I was trying to get across was a certain message or a lesson, I could have done that better for them. Mm. That I don't think required. Uh, Interesting. So, you know, it's funny. Chalk uh, that up to the the other thing that I could have done better this week. Yeah. When was the last time you think that you fell in that kind of situation? Here's an interesting question. The last time that you guys were in a situation like that, where something like you felt that monkey brain take over, but you short circuited it. When did that happen? But I short circuited it. Oof. 
Where you short circuit, where you wanted to say something. No, I, I know. Kind of the hug thing, right? Like, right. That, is that not an example? Where well, your brain was... I felt like I had mentally prepared myself already to, because that was like the next day almost. And I said to myself, okay, I've got to be better with these situations. Next time she does this, I'm just going to, this is what I'm going to do. If A happens, I'm going to do B. So I didn't really need to like short circuit anything to kind of do it. I just had planned that that was that was gonna be my response and see how this works. So, to, honestly, when I'm losing my cool, it's fucking, I'm seeing red until someone gets run over more, more often than not. Yeah. Matty Sharma. Yeah, Matty Sharma for sure. Well, I think oh. it's, it's much easier to do it to a stranger. It's easier to do it to a stranger? <laughs> I feel like it's easier to do it to somebody you know and love. What, so, to, to lose your cool? cool? Oh, to lose your cool. cool. Yeah. I feel like I feel like strangers get the benefit because I think we treat strangers better sometimes. It is sad, but that's what I believe. I, I mean, totally believe you're right. Right? Like I feel like this. No, no, yeah. I, I feel like strangers get it easier. Well, it's that whole it's yeah. that whole thing. You should never treat a stranger better than your family. Yeah, yeah. Said that before, and, yeah. and uh, that's I try not to. I try and give it to strangers just as hard. <laughs> <laughs> it gives them equally. Equal opportunity. Yeah, it's just got harder on strangers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's too funny. Did we hit everybody? Did you share yours? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like being a better communicator. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. It's good lessons from the week, boys. And I, I like doing this because, again, it just gives an opportunity to be reflective, to increase our self-awareness, and to look back <coughs> the week and be reflective. Mm-hmm. And throughout the week, to just think about that. Be like, how could I have done better? Because I've been thinking about that a lot when I, I see certain things and certain things popped up. I'm like, that I could have done better. You know, that I could have done better. But uh, I think it's a good practice for us to continually do this to evaluate ourselves on a weekly basis. I think it's a good a good exercise. Yeah. What I do want to talk about today, set it up for us, Greg. Tee it up. What was I talking about? The cross that we bear. Right. That was um, a great discussion. <laughs> oh, that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. Well, if you guys want to, I don't know if this would be a good yeah, discussion. Well, I thought it would be, and then I brought it up to this guy on the phone, and we were kind of going back and forth for a second. So the, the question I had is we talk a lot about how we shouldn't be affected, or maybe just focus exclusively on our circumstances. Focus on what you can change, right? Um, But I hear all the time from people who are saying, it's easy to do when you don't have this particular battle, or that particular battle, or that one. And the way I have always refuted that is, well, you don't have the battles that I have. And for that matter, you don't have the battles that someone who has it worse has, who has done better than you, right? But I was wondering, is there, some credit that we can pay to the fact that people have inherited challenges from their parents that they they by the time they could change it it was so ingrained in their lives that really they're going to be carrying that cross so when we talk about carrying crosses or, or bearing burdens i was wondering what burdens might we be carrying that we inherited from our parents and i don't mean um sean this was one of the things that he was kind of bringing to my attention where he's like maybe the genetics matters more but I was thinking not genetics, like I'm short or whatever it might be, right? Like things that your parents or you feel that your parents could have changed. I I think a lot of people either give no thought to that at all or obsess about it. And both of those two groups could end up in therapy talking about nothing other than the challenges and the shit that they had that they were dealt by their parents, right? A lot of the issues that people have with their parents are things like, um, so I was talking to someone who struggled with obesity their whole life and funnily, or funnily is that a word? Um, oddly enough, I don't know if you guys have listened to Peter Atia's last podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking with uh, another doctor who had lost 100 pounds twice in his life. Mm. And he talked about like basically reaching an obesity or metabolism set point early on in life that will stick with you later on. Mm. 
So that's why when you talk about these different body, like mesomorph, endomorph, and all that kind of stuff, a lot of that has to do with your diet and environment when you were young. So I was speaking to someone who had dealt with obesity their whole life, and really this is something that, it's not even just the challenge of the obesity, but there was a lot of resentment towards his parents because of the environment that they provided, that they should have known better than to just give him unlimited junk food, keep the cupboard stocked with chips and totally see fries that, and all that kind of stuff. I could totally see and that. I did, um, that was the first time where I was like, fuck man, like, all I try to do is set my kid up, kids up for success. And I wonder at what point would they grow up and, re and think, well, you know what, my dad didn't do that. And I thought about examples in my own life. So to give you one that I gave in the chat, I don't think my parents ever sat down with me and taught me proper oral hygiene. I don't remember ever, my mom's gonna kill me when she hears this. Like, At three years old, I told you. Yeah, it might come down to being the last of four kids or maybe they didn't know, but in my mind they should have. And I, I think like that's not a lesson that I would ever miss in either of my kids' lives, but clearly I figured it out, it's not that important. And I'm gonna give you a million other examples of things that they did teach me that I don't think a lot of my peers did mm -hmm. as well. So I'm just trying to focus on What's one thing that, that uh, or some lessons that started me behind the eight ball? Mm. I don't That's know if you guys ever give any thought or feel comfortable talking about that. Oh, kind of for thing. sure. I think it's super interesting, man. I, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I've thought about this a lot, and I've, I've called my mom on this before. My mom was very nurturing as a mother, right? Very nurturing. Uh, I remember when we were going to school, St. Maurice, my mom... Um, the beautiful woman she is would always like get out of the car and walk me to the door or whatever and always wave me goodbye or give me a kiss or a hug and I love that shit. I really did. But at some point, that shit started to get to me, right? When I was in grade seven, and if you guys remember certain guys in grade seven, I was bullied in grade seven. Right when I was in grade seven, walking into the church entrance <laughs> there, and I remember a few of the names, I'm not gonna mention the names, um, but- Sitting at the table. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here, this guy's class, actually. Here, this guy's class. Do you remember, do you remember? Oh, yeah. Or, or Roy McDonald. Yeah. I, I never forgot these guys. But they would sit there and just wait for me. They'd be like, pussy, hugging your mama, uh, blah, 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 right? And I, would, I, I still didn't change my behavior. I would still hug my mom, right? I'd still kiss my mom, and I'd walk into school. And I remember that. And I think that made me a softer person, right? Maybe more emotional. Right? And I even look at how I am today, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm still a little soft. I'm still easily like, like very emotional, especially when it comes to certain things like, like animals or certain human stories, just it gets me here. And I would always tell my mom, I'm like, you know, like, nature versus nurture, right? And I would try to combat that. I'm like, you know, nurture is not a good thing, it's nature, right? And I would combat my mom on that, and I would think like, why am I so sensitive? I'm sensitive because my mom made me sensitive. But then, my program kicks in and I think, man, I'm, I am who I am today because of my mom. I am more empathetic today because of my mom. I am more sensitive today because of my mom. And that's a damn good thing. And I'm glad that I am that person today because that's what makes me me. That's what makes me great. That's what makes me somebody that I'm proud to be. Um, so I look at everything, right? And I look at everything that my parents perhaps gave me. Uh, indirectly or directly, my mom was just doing it out of love. She loved me. I was her son and I knew that. So it was like, cool, I, I get that. Um, but for a while there, I thought, you know what? My mom made me soft. My mom made me soft. And I don't know when the turning point was. I can't tell you. But I just know that it was at that, a certain turning point where I was like, this is a good thing. That's a good thing, you know? And it wasn't a cross that I bared uh, anymore. That's the key. I think knowing what that was, knowing who was responsible for that, initially what you thought was a negative thing, mm -hmm. and then just being able to say, you know what? 
it's okay or it's a good thing is just putting the cross. It's setting the cross down and I think it's a very therapeutic thing for everyone to think about that in their own lives because there are, and another example that I gave in the chat was my anger. Like I know for a fact that I inherited that from my dad and mm -hmm. it wasn't just genetic. A lot of it was conditioning because of how he was conditioned, how he conditioned us, that it took me a long time to even realize that that was a problem, that that was causing issues in my own life. And then to realize that that didn't have to be that way and be able to put the blame squarely on someone who was responsible for me mm. was initially a very kind of not, um, uh, what's the word, De, um, destabilizing mm. thing. Uh, so it took a while for me to see the positives in it, to be okay with, you know, forgiving my dad, understanding why he was the way he was, and then just accepting that this is something that on the one hand, I'm always going to have to deal with and, and it's going to be challenging me for the rest of my life. But on the other, it's actually benefited me and will continue to benefit me in so many ways. So that always scares me when I talk to when I talk to people who've gone through therapy or I talk to therapists, and they always attribute who we are to our parents. And they always want to go back to how were you when you grew up? Let's dig deeper into you as a kid. I hate that. And the reason why I hate that is because I feel like it's an excuse to go back to say you are who you are today because of what happened to you before. The whole cross that you bear thing, I feel like everybody has a cross to bear, but it's those people who focus on growth, on self-improvement, on self-actualization that actually make the decision to say, wait a second, we all carry burdens, we all carry crosses, and none of us are perfect. We all inherited some shit. I'm not gonna let me. Def I'm gonna not gonna allow myself to be defined by it, and I'm going to define myself. So, for example, the person that maybe grew up because their parents didn't grow them up with nutrition, why don't you be the person who changes this and you get into fitness? I've seen many examples of that where parents are overweight, unhealthy, but yet the kid is incredibly healthy. Well, that individual didn't carry that burden, didn't carry that cross, they didn't make an excuse. At what point do you stop making excuses for yourself? But you don't, to play devil's advocate, you don't know what they're dealing with mentally. The person who that doctor uh, put it on Peter Tia's podcast put it a good way because I think he challenged him with this thought experiment. Would you rather be like fit, thin, good looking, and miserable, or just this fat kid or adult um, and just perfectly content and confident and happy with Second one. He struggled with that. And that is taking a good look in the mirror and saying, this is something that I'm dealing with. And it takes a lot to be mentally okay, just mentally okay. And mentally to have that relationship with your parents, that forgiveness, that love, it takes that look in the mirror to understand what, what your cross that you're bearing even is before you can put it down. That's complex, that thought experiment. I don't quite understand that very, very well. <clears throat> I, um, I don't, don't understand the, the purpose behind it. Well, he was trying to say what's more important to you. Happiness or looking good and, and feeling good in your body, basically, yeah. And as the former <laughs> fat kid, he was like, I tend to say the first one because a big part of me would rather be thin. He was like, it was thin or die. That's his mentality. And it took a long time of him realizing why he was the way he was, I'm sure. Analyzing his relationship with his parents in this example to be like, you can't even get to that point of happiness in either scenario, thin or fat, before you put the work in and realize this is something that, it's like a mental thing that I'm struggling with here, that I have to navigate before that, the other stuff even matters. So when you're looking at like, well, just improve yourself, 
physically, I'm sure anyone can, but that means nothing if they haven't improved themselves mentally, if they haven't taken that look in the mirror and put that work in on themselves. But does, it doesn't, isn't that a means to an end? Don't you get there mentally by working on yourself physically? I personally think that you do. If you start to work on yourself physically and you just set a short-term goal for yourself, like, hey, like, give it 90 days. But that's only if you're tackling the root of the, if the root of the problem is the fact that, that you're heavy and whatever else, you're not actually tackling the root of the problem just by, just because you're, you're curing some of the symptoms. That's, that's, the, that's what's the root of the problem. Well, that it could be different for every single person. Maybe, maybe they, but they, like, just because you have maybe a body image issue, because you're big and you want to be thin, thin or die. Just because you get thin doesn't remove the fact that you still have a body image issue. Right. So it takes that person looking in the mirror and saying, like, number one, why am I fat? Maybe. Right. Number two, why am I not okay with the fact that I'm fat? Those are two important questions. So that's why I think the therapist would ask, tell me about your history. Are you okay with the fact that you did inherit this from your parents? Are you okay with your parents? Are you okay with yourself? Because anything else doesn't really matter. If you're <clears throat> but if you have body Im- Im- image issues and you're, you're, you're disappointed with yourself and you think, I look ugly, I look disgusting, I look terrible, doesn't that pain necessarily drive people to action? Not all the time. It doesn't. But if it were, I, I fail to see the... But how many people do you see that are in good shape? that still have body image issues. Oh, my arms are big enough. Oh my, it's like an epidemic in, in the bodybuilding but universe. But I, I agree, but that's a new problem though. Right? That's a completely different problem. But, like, but my point is, if someone has, and this is just like this specific example, you could do a different example that it would be kind of the same thing. If someone has a, some sort of mental issue and you don't address that mental issue and you do something else to relieve the symptoms, that he feels is surrounded by that problem, you don't. I don't think you're curing what you're ails not. that person. You're not. It's still. I understand now what you mean. The root is still there in the fact you have body issues. So if yes. you're fat, you know you have the body issue. You you get bigger. You know maybe you juice a little bit and you you're focused on like I want to get big and that drives decisions that you make. You juice and you look good. You're ripped up to shreds, but you still have you know body dysmorphia. You're looking at yourself and you're just like, ugh, I got this little bit of fat here. I look disgusting. That is, yes, that is a problem still, right? That, that is absolutely a problem. But I fail to see, it's complicated for me. It's, it's, it's complicated because I feel like we're talking about two different things. One is I feel like we're talking self-improvement. Being overweight is unhealthy. It increases your chance of so many different types of diseases. Great, give, give him another example that doesn't surround well, getting into a good uh, like physical shape. Because I feel like that's what you're hung up on. Because maybe, you maybe. feel like everyone should be somewhat healthy in their physique, do, yeah. in their body, in their whatever else. Have a certain number of Big Macs a day. Like, I get you. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> I get you. Give them another example that doesn't surround body stuff. What I feel the, like I would just butcher it. What was the question? So, because I, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. Where the, the Peter Tia thing threw me off a little bit, right? Would you rather be overweight and happy, or would you rather be in a perfect body but unhappy? Uh, that answer is, I'm like, it's a stupid question. Both. It's completely both. Work on both. Work on yourself mentally and work on yourself physically. Why do I have to choose one or the other? I refuse to choose one or the other. I'm going to work on both because we're called human beings. We all have issues mentally. We all have issues, body dysmorphia. Maybe I could be better shape. Both. We're called human beings and we're all imperfect. So I'm going to work on both. I'm, if I'm not happy, I'm going to work on my happiness. If I'm out of shape, I'm going to work on getting in shape. Like, I don't understand why that's 
I don't, I don't, that's why I said I don't understand that thought experiment. That thought experiment to me seems foolish. And maybe I'm missing something. I gotta listen to that episode. Maybe I'm missing something. Um, I don't remember. I'll, I'll go back and I'll listen to I it though. what I was talking about. It was, uh, um, did you, were you saying that it doesn't make sense to consider your past or why you are the way you are? Is that, was that your issue with hang up that, was that your hang up with the therapist asking? A little bit. Yeah. So I, I, so you I don't think that someone should consider that. I think that you should go back and look at that. But I, I, I always have a problem with, with people going back and looking at their past to, to make sense of who they are in, in the future. I feel like at some point it's like you can continue to look back and look back and look back and oh, this is the reason why. And open up a Pandora's box or oh, you know, this person bullied me in grade three and if I didn't get into this fight in grade five and you know, Mrs. Cher bullied me in grade six and oh, it's not, like, like at what point do you stop going back and dissecting every little bad thing that happened to you to attribute to who you are now to say fuck that Today is a new day. What problems do I have today? I'm not oh, looking back, and, question, and, and, and here's what I'm going to improve. Here's a question, though. What? <clears throat> it's, it's cool that you say, okay, fuck that. I'm going to move forward. How do you get to the point where you can say, fuck that. This doesn't matter to me anymore. That's it. After ruminating for it through your entire life and potentially not even knowing that you're ruminating about a specific incident because it's like more a subconscious incident. Oh, hey, this person, this person insulted me. Now I feel belittled. Now this person insulted me. I feel belittled. And then you go and you have a lack of self-confidence, but you can't put your finger on it because the people you're surrounding yourself with or your circumstances or whatever else, you're, you find yourself in a, in a situations where you're constantly being belittled or made fun of or whatever else. And it might not be one specific incident that's blown up, but it's the accumulation of all the incidents that's making you feel a certain way how, how does that one person say, fuck it, I'm better than this situation? Because yeah. now they've been given a set of circumstances that have led them to that point that's, that's point. made it hard for them to just be like, fuck it. So my question is, how do you get to the point, one, if you are that person, how do you even realize without potentially going to a, a, a therapist and them kind of bringing some of this stuff out? And then two, once they do, how, did, how do you get to the point where you just say, well, fuck it, I'm not gonna be that dude anymore. You know what it is, it's funny. I, I, I love, 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 love that point. Because it's so real. And I think it goes to the importance of us having these conversations and sharing them. Sometimes people just need permission to say fuck it. And I think sometimes people just need to be told like, wait a second, they're right, fuck it. I, I'm in my head so much. The conversations we have are all designed to increase self-awareness. Yeah. Self-awareness of how we feel. Are these feelings real? Should we be paying attention? Maybe somebody's gonna listen to this and maybe they're just like, you know what, Calajuri's right, fuck it. I have been overanalyzing my life. I need to stop right now and tomorrow I'm a new person. So the question is, how do you get there? Sometimes happenstance, sometimes you're lucky, sometimes you follow in the right book. Maybe you picked up a Brene Brown book and you read something from Brene Brown and that was it. Maybe it was Rachel Hollis and Rachel Hollis. Maybe it was Tony Robbins and Tony Robbins gave you that permission to say, you know what, fuck it, I am who I am, right? Maybe it was Wayne Dyer, maybe it was this. But it's also then what what makes them want to read that book or listen to that podcast or, and I think it could be like a traumatic event. Something that, very bad that happens that makes them like they're looking for you fucking i need to change some shit the other thing could be friends being like yo man you need to check yourself like i had my two homies were like dude like you need to fucking you need to chill the fuck out on drinking man mm -hmm. like yeah do you realize that you tried to fight both of us last week yeah yeah <laughs> and you tried, been okay. and you tried yeah. doing this and this and this and this and this and i'm like 
Damn, and I got realized. I got angry. Like I actually legit got angry at the fact that I'm like I, remember that I don't fucking do that. Yeah. But it's so it's like people keeping you in check. Yeah. And being like, yo, wake the fuck up, dude. It is. It's, it's having good people around you to remind you that, right? To tell mm-hmm. you, yo, man, like, come on. You're living in the past so much. Like it's time to look forward. I can't. Uh, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have these problems if it weren't for this, this, this. Yeah, but that's called so what? Mm-hmm. Everybody's got something, right? You were abused, you went bankrupt, you got cheated on, you, yes, this, that, that, everyone's got that same story. So what? What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And I honestly believe sometimes it just happens accidentally, or somebody might come up on the, 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 the right show and they might be inspired by a certain dialogue from a show, a certain lyric from a song, a certain word from a book, and all of a sudden they just spark something. Maybe somebody tuned into this and saw it. So what makes you change that? Sometimes it's luck. Sometimes it's tragedy and sometimes they're just like, fuck, I need to change something. I got to pick something up. And maybe someone's just looking to feel good and they pick up a Brene Brown book and they look at that and they read it and they say, yeah, change. That's it. The spark started something. I wish, I wish I could say that I knew the answer to that though, to say like, what is it? I don't know. So I'm saying it's sometimes just happenstance. Sometimes, sometimes just happens. Sometimes though, I think it could be, and this is the approach that a lot of therapists take is like, Taking, just start by asking why you are that way and becoming okay with the answer. So if it's your parents, at what angle do we need to look at this for you to be okay with that? Right? Yeah. It's just knowing what your cross is and figuring out how to put it down, how to lower that burden, as we call it, or as I called it, and, and move forward. So you're, you're starting from the, let's just start from here and move forward, but for a lot of people, they can't even get to that point. This is right? why I do think, and, and I, I do have... I do have a bone to pick with certain therapists that do want to dig deep. I know a handful of therapists that I do not respect because they look at the billable hour and they, I know this, and this is what drives me crazy. And I will not say there's a couple firms locally who do this and they focus on the billable hour and they want them to keep coming back. So they want to keep getting deeper and deeper in the story because it's longer, longer story, more problems, more money, more consistent client base because they're running a business. They want to run a business. They want to help. I love the therapists that give you the option to sign up. You call me when you want to talk again and they leave it to them. They don't say, okay, let me book you for the next two months and make sure that we're in the calendar every single day and let's make sure we dig deep. I don't like that. Is it good? Yes, it can lead to some good, but I'm also not a a fan of that. Like there's a lot of therapists out there who will take the alternative approach and, 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 and give you that reality check very quickly in the first session. And, And I do like that. And so that's kind of my bone to pick with certain therapists. And I know I'm brush, I'm, 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 I'm painting them with a, with a, a broad stroke here. So if I could just interrupt you for one sure. second. So I, and I could be wrong here, and I totally could be wrong, but the more introspection I have about like walking with someone's emotions and letting them feel the way they feel, I feel like it'd be really hard if you came to a therapist and they just gave it to you as you were to say in the first session because then that person really isn't walking the walk with you to try and understand and be there emotionally with you and feel those emotions because that's what I feel like earlier we were talking about that's what I have to feel like I have to work more on when I'm talking with my spouse or someone that I don't necessarily understand their emotions, their emotional state, all that kind of stuff. I have to be better at walking with them to try and empathize with them and just let them feel that way. And it's it's really hard. It's really, really hard to be honest. I will say it, it is it is a me thing. And I will be very personal here, but 
I have gone to therapists and continue to go to therapists because I feel like it's good practice. I think everybody does need to go to a therapist to talk to a therapist. I think it's very good. And I opened up to this when I started to train in therapy. And I was like, you know what? Sometimes it's just nice to go and talk to somebody. And I've talked to certain therapists where I was like, I'm out. I am out. I see you a mile away, right? And maybe it's because I know what they're doing ahead of time. And I found some really good therapists where I'll sit down and have a fantastic conversation with them. And my whole purpose behind it is to increase my self-awareness. Tell me things about myself, about my thinking habits that I don't realize. This one therapist, I won't give out his name, he's brilliant. He will dig deeper into things that I didn't even know. So for example, if I'm talking to you and I'll say, um, let me give you an example where, ah, listen, Arlen, I try, I try to do this, right? Or I'm explaining to you, you're my therapist. Arlen, I try, I try to do this. You go, hmm, why'd you say tried with that kind of tonality? I don't know, I just did. What you just used there was called an autoclitic. And an autoclitic is something that we use as a, as a, as a, uh, a term in psychology to say that you are trying to defend yourself. So you were put in a defensive position when you were saying that. Why are you defensive? Oh my God, I was defensive. I didn't even know that. They are increasing my self-awareness to make me a better human being. And that's what I love. The therapists that just sit there and let me talk and talk and talk and talk and hmm, hmm, tell me about that, hmm, tell me about that, hmm, tell me about that. Okay, great. Well, next time we're going to sit here and talk. You know what? Maybe it works for some people. So I'll talk and say that does not work for me. And I do not like that. It's like, great, we'll come, to, come, to, come here for the next two months and we'll sit there and talk. I'm sorry, I don't need that. I, I definitely feel like some people, it's because you have somebody else yeah. that you can talk to and vent with and talk to in the way. Or like they're, you guys even, right? Well, like, true. And, and I feel like there, there's a good chance that some people might not have that. True. So for someone to just be able to be listen. like, hey, listen, man, like I'm here for you. If you want to just vent and talk and talk for an hour, like that might, and that's true. really healthy for a lot of people to yeah. just get that, that out, right? That is so, true. Yeah, it's true, right? So again, like raise your empathy. Realize that not... Every person is cut from the same cloth. Not every person needs the same thing. For me, I'm looking for a solution. I'm looking to learn. And maybe it's because of the fact that I'm looking to learn that I don't appreciate that. I, and I don't like it, right? I feel like it opens up Pandora's box. And even had a conversation with him about this. And it's, it's kind of bad. It's kind of good. But he kind of agrees with me as well, right? Very smart individual. He goes, hmm, I know those firms and I know their approaches. He goes, they can be giving you a lot more tools early on that you can start using. And he's not a big fan of booking like three months, like three months in a row. Like he goes, eh, you know, it's like the chiropractors, you know, like you got to yeah. keep coming back to us. Mm -hmm. He kind of likened it to that. And he goes, we look at therapists as if they're like, they're the holy grail. Like, how dare you talk about therapists in a negative light? He goes, but therapy's a business, man. And he goes, and they're trying to keep a good client base. He's like, that's the way these things work. And he goes, for us to think otherwise sometimes, it's important for us to realize. And he doesn't care. He's not trying to compete for my business, right? Like, we were having a good conversation. But um, regardless, it's funny how this conversation completely turned from that. But it's, it's interesting nonetheless. I think that I think that's the minority. I hope that's the minority mm -hmm. of therapists that you're I certainly hope so. So on that topic, on that, in that same line of thinking, do you guys think, and this is what we, I was telling you before, I think we, we should, I want to ask you guys about, do you think that shame, and I mean self-shame, is ever a good strategy to motivate change or to create change in your own life? Self-shame. Self-shame. Like, the, for, for the person who is overweight to like fat shame themselves 
to look in the mirror and say you're disgusting. Because it, it kind of plays into the same thing, right? Like that person might actually become thin, but that whole the thought of that is a little sadistic if I'm being honest. Well, looking in the mirror and calling yourself a like fat piece of shit. I do it all the time. When I'm drunk, I will look in the mirror and I'll brush my teeth like you piece of shit. <laughs> Just crying. You gotta work in three hours. You're <laughs> You make me sick! Smack on the face! I self-shame myself when I'm drunk like nobody else and it works. I remember that the next time I'm over drinking, like, oh, I don't want to be talking to myself like that in the mirror today. Can't even look at himself in the mirror the next morning? Yeah. This is awkward. Yeah. No, it's, it's, good, yeah, it's good motivation for Man, me. I'll be fine with it. That is a great question because it comes down to our conversation on pain and pleasure and the fact that when do we change? We change when we feel enough pain on something. But yet, if you feel enough pain, that could paralyze you too. That could poison your mind. Yeah. So, goddamn, I do not know the answer to that question. Like, that's a great point. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a great point. Self shame. I think it's fine. Create that change. However you need. Yeah, I think it can create. It can be the fuel that you need. Uh, but at the same time, it could create paralysis as well. Could create that for sure. And then even if you ch if you create that change that might speak to a larger issue. Will that bring the happiness? You know what I mean? If you look at yourself in that light. I feel like there's a better way to do it though. I, I, I truly me, feel it's better For me, I, I just was tired of feeling like I was an angry person. Mm. So if that is shame, then I, it helped me. That Maybe. was like my catalyst where I was like, I don't want to be the same person shame, that though. I am. Like shame no. that he's talking about is extreme shame though, but you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, well, like, this guy's about to throw his toothbrush in the garbage. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. like, I go hard. Punch in the mirror. As a kid, I literally, I actually thought I was a psycho because like my mom would just say it to me, mm. and she, it would just be a rear like yeah like you what are you acting like you're you you're psycho, but I don't like, I'm I'm not sure if it's just like, the Asian culture they just don't realize the words they're using mm. are. Extremely. This is a common like, thing. Uh, well, yeah, when I was a kid. No, but you say no. You say the Asian culture. Yeah, I don't know if it's it's just like they they don't understand the words that they're using. Where it's like, no, you shouldn't be saying that word to your oh. child. That's not you know. Gotcha. So I don't know if it's that or like, it's just, I don't know. And so I just was I was really ashamed mm -hmm. of be, me being angry, and the people would react and be like, oh. and then and then it just made it worse. And then it was just like through my whole life, I'm like, I'm a fucking psycho. And then mm. I would get angry and whatever, and then I'm just, I would be so ashamed. I'd go mm. in my room and scream my pillow as loud as I could. Mm. And then it, and then when my friends were like, yo man, you, you fucking get angry, man. And it was just like, fuck. So that is shame. That's, that's just, and so I was just like, I don't want to be, I don't want to feel like I'm a psycho anymore. I don't want to feel like I'm a fucking, this angry ass person. Like, uh, I feel like I'm not, I don't want to be that. And that's what pushed you, eh? Yeah, that's what pushed you. It was just like, I'm, I'm tired of this. And then there's this guy. Who maybe felt shame because he's just like fuck, like I am Debbie Downer, right? None of these things came in the the dramatic moments of Gray where he's forcing <laughs> shame on himself. I feel like, I feel like shame yelling. would be what Gray was doing. I feel like these two were. <laughs> I know. I, I, yeah, I feel like shame. I feel is the wrong word. That yeah. sounds very productive and yes, adaptive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this not helping? Listen, Gray, we gotta have a talk after dark. All right, yeah, you're a piece of wait, shit. Wait, wait, is self shame the same as a shame? Because I, I guess I'm thinking of... No, it's not. No, it's not. And so that would be a better word, I okay, feel. Okay, so I'm thinking of what ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> feeling not? ashamed can but, you use both. What's it? The difference yeah, self, 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 self shame is more the strategy you take yeah. when you're ashamed. Oh. <laughs> 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 I just 
sitting there eating that Big Mac, you're like, you are so fat, not disciplined. Never, fat. never think that works. <laughs> Can't even look himself in the mirror, in the rear view mirror when he's eating. Not even out of the I wish I had a mirror, yet. I could see oh, that Big Mac right. twice. <laughs> oh my god. He eats a Big Mac and oh, you're so jacked. <laughs> <laughs> right to the muscles. Yeah. Thank you, Ronald. He's gonna uh, give me the fuel. <laughs> Yeah. But I, I think about you, like, I think maybe you started to feel ashamed, where you're like, yo, my positivity, like, I'm always so negative, I'm always so down, like, I'm better than this, I gotta be better than this, and that drove you to change. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. you were you were almost ashamed of who you are. Maybe it's because we were dogging on you a few times. A little tough love. You, a little right. tough love, for sure. Maybe we were shaming you. There you go. Maybe. So shame is a good strategy <laughs> to create change. Damn, uh-oh, uh-oh. Yo, Colt, we need to we need to shame people. <laughs> also, then you shouldn't feel bad that you shame that guy. Yeah, let's yeah, go yeah, back yeah. to Brad. Huh? How about Brad? How about your buddy Brad? Are they still open? Right, huh? Not still laughing open? so hard now, huh? Yeah. I'll be easier on the mirror. <laughs> oh, man, that's a great question, though, man. Because shame is so demonized today in our society, right? Like, don't fat shame me. Did you guys hear? Uh, I hate to bring this up again. I hate to bring this girl up again. Oh, we're gonna talk about Lizzo. We have to. We have to. What? So, Lizzo. Oh, Lizzo. Um, Jillian Michaels. You guys know Jillian Michaels, right? Jillian Michaels, the workout chick. The workout chick, yeah. So, so she was on The Biggest Loser, you know, like extremely fit. She was on a talk show, and they started talking about Lizzo on the talk show. And the talk show host goes, You know, I, I just absolutely love her, love her music, but you know what? I love the fact that she's so forward with her body. And the fact that um, it's great to see different body what types being presented. Hold that on, mean? let me finish my sentence. Okay. Yeah. So, so there, there's there's different body types. It's so great. And Jillian Michaels says, "Why are we focusing on her body? Like, who cares? Like, I'm sorry, I don't care. Like, love her for her music. She's going out there with her music, but why should we care about her body?" And um, and she's like, "Well, it's just positive. The host was positive because we don't see this kind of body, and it makes people feel comfortable and like loving themselves and what have you." And Jillian Michaels says. Well, I just think that we're focusing on the wrong thing. She got so much hate, and people were like, how dare you fat shame Lizzo? And I'm like, wait a second, she's not fat shaming Lizzo. She was literally just saying, we gotta focus on the music, not on her body. And Jillian Michaels went up on Instagram, whatever, and said, listen, I love her music, but for us to promote and celebrate someone's obesity is foolish. Um, I can list a number of things for you that's dangerous about this. Blood pressure, cancer, tumors, diseases are all increased because you are overweight. So the fact that we celebrate this is not good. Our human body is not designed to be obese. Mm -hmm. And yet Jillian Michaels got destroyed for it. Lizzo's response to it is what makes me angry. It's just her as an individual. That's what makes me angry. I just don't like the fact that she parades it around because this is what's going to happen. She's extremely overweight, extremely obese, and she's making it okay. She's making it okay. She's telling a whole bunch of girls, it's okay to be, to be obese. Feel, feel, wait, 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 wait. Feel good about it, right? Until a few years down the road, she's going to go to the doctor, and all of a sudden, the doctor's going to be like, mm, you got high blood pressure. And Lizzo's going to get in shape, and all of a sudden, she's going to disappear. She's going to come back, and she's going to be in fantastic shape. Oh, what did you just do to all those girls that you left behind and said, hey, it's great to be fat, it's great to be big, it's great to be obese, and I'm still proud of myself, and now you're in shape, and you left all these girls because you planted a seed saying it's okay to be this way. I feel like she's actually doing society a harm by doing that. And by us celebrating it, it's doing a harm. I'm not fashionable. I will tell you this. I feel like it is a double-edged sword. So in one case, I agree with you completely. That in some ways, by expressing those opinions, they're doing the public a disservice. But in, an, in another way, for, their, for those people's mental state of mind, <coughs> 
she's potentially doing them a service, which I think is what they were probably trying to highlight in that show. The fact that, listen, you don't have to feel bad about your appearance no. because you look like this. And, but people do. People have body image issues, and I feel like by saying it's okay to look a certain way or be a certain way, that might not have historically been acceptable with, you know, the Barbie toys and the whatever else. I totally agree with that. Else, right? totally agree with that. Right? So, uh, like, the cover of magazines, you all see slim people and they Photoshop it so that it's almost that impossible to, that. to, right? So, but, that at all. so I just think that, like, by having some of these, you can still be a, 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 a little bit more obese and still live a healthier, of course long you life. Can. Of course right? you can. But the, so, one, the one issue I have, though, is... Look, listen, if, if you are obese, you are unhealthy. That's just the way that it works. I'm sorry, like, if you're obese, you're unhealthy. I'm okay with that if Lizzo's like, yeah, I'm obese, you know, but I'm, I'm working on it, I'm working on it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still getting to the gym, I'm hitting it up, hell yeah. That's the kind of message you said for it. I'm obese, you know, but I'm working on it, I'm working on it. I would love her if she did that, love it. But it's not that, it's like, this is who I am. Love me for who I am. You know, like, it's like, Harlan, get back here. Get back here. I'm never running for mayor. I'm never running for mayor. I, I it makes, so it makes me cringe, but I can't argue what you're saying. Yeah, I can. You can't. I'm sorry. It's just like, can we just not be sensitive here and call it what it is? Our bodies are not designed to hold that much fat. We are not designed that way. Like, we're animals. I'm sorry. We are not, okay? But I'm not saying I'm not saying she's a terrible person. I'm not saying that she's ugly. She's a beautiful human being who makes beautiful music, right? But I'm just saying that we know that that's unhealthy. If I was sitting here morbidly obese, I would hope that my boys would be like, Ryan, you really gotta lose weight. Why? Why do I have to? I'm beautiful. Guy, your heart can't last this long, right? You're increasing your chance of all different types of cancers, all types of diseases. Listen, Lizzo, I just want you to lose a little bit of weight because I want you around longer. I like your music. I like your music. I, all I'm saying is, if you lose weight, you will be healthier. That's it. I'm not saying you're a terrible person, you're an ugly person. I'm just saying that it's unhealthy. And the fact that we're just saying, how dare you, Jillian Michaels, to call her out. She's like, I'm a trainer. I'm saying that I know a lot about people who are obese and it's unhealthy. I like your music. I just want you around for a long time. That's it. So. Can you not just focus on working out and eating right and sending a message to, to other people who maybe need to hear that message? Think about the impact she could be having then. She, but you gotta think that uh, Jillian Michaels is her name. Yeah. She's coming from a very biased perspective because she's a of trainer. Course she is. Of course she's she is. a trainer and her whole her whole model what's in the life point, though? is But what's it, the point? To say so you're saying Jillian Michaels is wrong? And I'm not wrong. saying she's wrong. I'm definitely not saying she's wrong. I'm just saying and I I I would agree with I'm just giving you the other side of the coin. And the other side of the coin really and truly is the fact that you have physical health and you have mental health. And in all of this, I don't think that you can so quickly um, discount the benefits of someone who might not look like the average supermodel coming out and saying that, that I'm okay with how I look, I'm okay with my body, I'm okay with this, and don't worry girls, I'm, I got your back and you should be okay with it too. And I feel like I feel like we have to meet somewhere in the middle. I I, I think that's a very romantic way to look at it. Mm -hmm. Where I tend to agree with Ryan is if everything is just if you're okay with things are, what is your motivation to change? 
If I were to look in the mirror at shitface Arlen who has to wake up in three hours and say, you're fine, I love you. <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong. No, that's not gonna change anything. Pass himself on the head. Go to bed, champ. <laughs> it's three hours. Yes, sir. <laughs> but you might just be a happy no. person for Then I shouldn't be. I would be healthier, which I think by extension would make me happier, if I fucking shaved myself into changing. I like I, I appreciate that we made the distinction between feeling ashamed and being shamed, mm. whether shaming comes from yourself or society. I would argue that sometimes it's appropriate to be shamed like more from a self perspective. I, yeah. I, I totally hear what you're saying. I don't know I don't know, it's become a really contentious and, yeah. and dangerous topic to even discuss shaming someone else for any reason, right? Like so here's the thing, yeah. if you if you feel ashamed, I don't know, it's just Sometimes you're justifiably, you should feel ashamed. Yeah. Whether you've done someone dirty or you're not taking care of yourself as well as you know you should, maybe that's a good reason to feel ashamed. Yeah, it's funny. I, maybe I, if I shame myself, that created the change, then why is that a bad thing? Right? I like the idea of feeling ashamed. I will never shame somebody, though. Never shame somebody. You just spent 10 minutes yeah. shaming <laughs> No, I did not! <laughs> I knew you were going to say As soon as I saw the fucking over here, Because what there's a difference between shaming somebody and saying to me shaming would be like listen there's, to that. There's a difference. This wasn't. <laughs> I would say that this wasn't shaming because me shaming Lizzo would be like Lizzo is fat. She's out of shape. She's good. She, she, she needs to work out. Um, no, I don't think that's shaming. Shaming is like you're disgusting. You said you're all ugly. that and then some. No, I didn't. No, let's go play it back. You'll play it back. Play disgusting it back for is us. ugly. Is not shaming. That's. But what I'm doing is I'm literally just calling a spade a spade. I'm calling it what it is. Like, it's not even funny, it's the truth. People who are overweight have higher instances of cancers and diseases. I'm sorry, is that shaming? Are you guys that sensitive? Are you no, guys that no, like... It's not, not it's not being said, no, we're definitely... I, I just, so I what's shameful not, about I'm it? So tell me, what's, what, how, tell me how that's shaming. How is that shaming somebody? <laughs> I'm trying to choose my words carefully. Don't you choose your words carefully. about choosing your words carefully. You're not running for mayor. Don't choose your words carefully. Tell me what you're thinking. I'm trying not to lose who friends or about? job here. Get out of here. It's, it's an honest discussion, and, I, and I, I feel comfortable having this discussion. I don't care if anyone sees that board and gets angry at me. This episode's getting lost. Nah, <laughs> this episode's going out tonight. If you're on a raft, man, I'd come and join you, because I agree with most of what you said. I don't know if it's... I wouldn't necessarily say that to a person, because just I don't know how it would be taken, and I'm always concerned about what Sean said. There's the mental health aspect as well. Right? Well, I, I, I don't know if that's the best way to create change in someone. I know for me, in a lot of ways, and we've discussed examples for all of us where it was a good way, being ashamed and even feeling ashamed from our friends or whatever, right? Like, for us, that's created change, and I don't know, maybe we're, maybe we're the minority, maybe we're the, uh, maybe not everyone is like that. Maybe feeling ashamed and being shamed will not create the change that you're saying that person needs to make. So that's why I would never say that. But, uh, and it's the same with my daughter, sometimes, or, or even wife, you know, sometimes it's like, you're making me feel guilty, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm having an appropriate reaction to what you just said or did. If you feel guilty, I can't control that. I'm not making you feel anything. You might feel appropriately bad for something that you just did, which is a bad thing, mm -hmm. right? There's a, there's a difference, but 
for us, the shame, shame and feeling ashamed was an appropriate motivation for change, but I don't know if it is for everyone. Mm. That's why I think people are saying, and that's why the cultural taboo of shaming exists because in, in some cases, even if not in a lot, in some cases it actually does more harm than good. Yeah, I, I definitely think that it does more harm than good. Shaming people, I think. Um, but it's, you just don't know what shaming people is. I definitely think it's dangerous. Yo, what are you talking about? I'm gonna sit back and drink this wine. Oh my god. He's rubbing his AK talking about guns are bad. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I tend to think about like. The authenticity of people's, like, uh, what they're trying to portray. Like, is she really happy? Right? Like, you, you she see knows she's like unhealthy. That. Yeah, like, is she really happy or is she just like, well, I have a good voice, but I'm not marketable, so I'm just market myself this way. I don't know anything about that that uh, world, music, yeah. and whatever, but I, it's all about marketability, is not? It's all about attention, too. Okay, you so, know, the, the, I got to be honest with you. But being healthy and having a healthy state of mind is two different things. Okay, you, you know what? You, I, she I gotta, has a healthy state of mind. But I don't know that she does, yeah. but I'm just saying that I feel... I definitely feel that there there would be people that are obese out there with a healthy state of mind For sure. that are okay with how they See, like, like I tend to but to his point, don't you think to Ryan's point, don't you think like your physical and mental health are connected? They are connected. There's there's no they're, super, they're super connected. So if that person is happy or whatever, that's not that that shouldn't preclude making changes yes. in their life. So here's so a question. Physical. So so here's a question for you. Are we sure that they are connected? 100% we're connected. There's still the signs. 100%? Yes. 100 I'm just posing the question. Are we, we, know that are, we are we are we so hundred percent sure that someone can't be mentally happy without also being physically happy? Are we so no. sure that that's the case? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm no. saying you can be mentally happy and physically unhealthy, but you could probably be mentally happier and physically. Well, probably is 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 a uh, is a very um, uh, subjective statement. No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, I don't think that getting physically healthier is going to make someone less mentally happy. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. In all cases, it's going to be the same or better. And if nothing else, being physically healthy will allow them to enjoy that mental happiness for longer. What, let me just throw uh, uh, an example out there. You were perfectly happy before, you started going to the gym, and you started uh, uh, going into the bodybuilding community, and now you have body dysmorphia. You're physically healthier than you were before, but now you have a uh, mental... Whatever caused really? you to go, yeah, but I don't think like whatever caused you to get into the bodybuilding community and that's your way of getting that's not necessarily physical. I also don't, I don't, don't whatever caused you to go down that path, I would argue there was the issue was always yeah. sure. Oh, well, okay, I don't like the scenario either because. That just that, that that's presupposing that like listen like something negative is gonna happen listen, like here's here's the thing that I'm just trying to get away from I just don't like 
absolute scenarios where we can say that 100% is this and 100% is that. And I'm just trying to play devil's advocate, and I'm not even trying to... I'm not even trying to say I'm not with you guys. I feel just those same, I'm, I'm just challenging the idea. Fair enough. And I, 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 I'm with you guys. It's better to be physically healthy. Well, it's a good discussion. I agree. I agree. And I just, I'm just throwing it out there, throwing that ball down the court yeah. that you're asking me to pick up. And I'm, that just ball saying, back. Yeah, and I'm just saying, like, you know, just... Let's think about it for a second. Are we are we for sure saying that that is one hundred percent what it is? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. No yeah. compromise. So I'll, I'll jump on the hundred percent rap. I do have to say this though. My my reason the reason why I have a bone to pick with Lizzo. I have to bring this up one more time. <laughs> I have to go back. I, Lizzo. Lizzo. I cannot. Lizzo, we'd love to have you on the show. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. When you see her response wow. to Jillian Michaels, you're gonna be disgusted. You, what what did she say? Hold on, I'm gonna tell you. The reason why I have a bone to pick with this was because I have a family member who is obese. Okay. And looks up to Lizzo as a role model. And I read Facebook statuses and says, you know what, I used to think I was useless and whatever, but thanks to Lizzo, like I'm now confident that I'm a uh, 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 that I'm obese and I feel good. And I'm like, well, that's is good. Wait, 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 wait. It's a good thing. But that also fuels her decisions. So she's filling up a plate of food bigger than the ones that I would eat, going to McDonald's. It's like, I'm big and I'm beautiful and you have to deal with it. I don't give a shit what you have to say. And I look at this, I say, oh no, 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 no. Like this is the stimulus that she's putting onto society. And my point earlier to say, you know what's gonna happen to Lizzo? All of a sudden she's gonna disappear, she's gonna remake herself and she's gonna lose a whole ton of weight. I guarantee it. Watch, in the next five years she's gonna reinvent herself and she's gonna come back on her Instagram and she's gonna look fantastic. She's gonna get some surgery, she's gonna lose some weight and then she's gonna leave all those girls behind that she pumped up and said, girls, you're beautiful, be fat. And then she's gonna leave them behind and say, hey, I got back and fit now. She's gonna get sponsored by like Flat Tummy Co or something like that, right? And all of a sudden you're gonna start noticing that all these girls now who had their role model and picked up bad habits as a result of that, she's on Twitter Maybe. being like, I ordered chicken, go ahead and get your chicken, girls. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I bet you she's got some PR that's gonna just fucking pump that shit up. But I I'm like, sorry, it's very personal to me because I care about my family. And I see what she's doing. She's tearing my family apart. <laughs> Thank you, Lizzo. Do you actually like her music? No, it's kind of catchy. No, it's it's, it's kind of catchy. I don't, I don't think I've ever even heard a fucking you song. You would know the song Minnesota you heard the Vikings, that shit. Oh, what? Yeah, fuck, I'll play for you afterwards. Let's wrap up this goddamn episode. I'm sick of this discussion. Do you, ever, do, you, do you ever confuse with the mascot? I want to hear this song. That's it. That's Biter Albums. I know, eh? Yeah, I got a postcard on my wall. Like, I, I agree with what you're saying, Ryan. I, I think that... People need to be careful of the when they're in a, a position to be a role model. Mm -hmm. I think they should be very careful. Yes, can I, I agree. Can I hear from a trainer? Like, what is your what's your take on the interaction between mental and physical health? And if a client came to you who was just perfectly happy mentally, what what motivation is there to change if not? Great question. To get physically healthier, which would at least keep their mental happiness the same or increase it. Like what's what's your I don't know that question sounded a very convoluted. I, I, I don't know. Like I I just I don't like I've never met anyone that had that was physically unhealthy and was mentally happy. To be honest, to, to and be honest, they, and the, the, they're coming to me at that point. They're like, say. I need they're change. So I don't. I've never. I don't. Mm. I don't think I've ever. I've known some like we've gone to school with like some bigger some bigger 
dudes. I can think of one in particular who was funny as hell. Like Sebastian? people. Would, no. Was he? I love that guy. He was in. He was in. He was in. He was older than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, not him. I'm thinking of a person in high school. Funny as hell. The jokes just rolled off of their back. They would always have. They were just. They just seemed very confident and happy in their skin. But I wonder, is that just the front that they were putting on, or were they? You can't just make that assumption that it's a facade. You can't make that assumption. You can't. Come on, can you? No, I'm not saying unless you're in their own skin, you can't make that assumption. But again, I tend to believe. You know what? Before this whole thing about mental uh, uh, happiness and all this kind of stuff came out with us doing through BJJ, I thought everybody was happy. I thought everybody was as happy as I was all the time. And if there was one person out there that wasn't happy, I'd be like, damn. Yo, like, uh, fuck, I don't know, I don't know, like, we're all happy, like, I don't know, like, and now I'm starting to realize that that's totally fucking not the case, Yeah. and that it's, but, so you realize you're delusional. Delusional! <laughs> Finally! Finally! We got him, boys! But, but I still feel that, uh, maybe I'm wrong, uh, maybe I'm wrong, I, 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 I don't know, I, I, I'd like to think that, like, there's definitely some big people out there that are fucking happy. I, I I I find it hard to believe that it, that's not true. That's no. that's not what, that's I, I, not the point. I think Ryan's saying that they they would still benefit from becoming physically healthier. Which Everybody means, would, of course. But that's why we're that's saying. That's all I'm saying. Then why would they, if not to at least keep their mental just happiness to be to just to live longer? That's why, not to keep their mental happiness any more happier. Well, done, just to live a longer life. But you will. But you will increase your quality of life. Your quality of yeah. life in the. Well, and that too. Yeah. That too. So then there's the, there's the connection between mental and physical health. But of course, man. But even Always then, improves with improving your. But even health. then, right? Like when you work out, when you exercise, you get the dopamine, the serotonin. You break down chiurinine, like yeah, you yeah. know, like we all know that that actually happens when you exercise. So exercise provides, you look at the Hamilton scale, you take an antidepressant, it bumps you up one point. The Hamilton scale is a scale that you use to measure the, the severity of depression, right? When you take an antidepressant, that moves you up 1.5 points on the Hamilton scale. When you exercise, that moves you up three points. When you sleep, it moves you up three points. Wait a second. So scientists out there who are way smarter than me, you're telling me that sleep and exercise is more important than taking an antidepressant? And they'll all agree and say, yep, absolutely. So that's why I'm saying like exercise is important. Your physical health is important because it does impact this. Your meat impacts your mind. It does, man. Like your meat and your mind aren't separate entities. They're together. Way back years and years and years ago, we thought they were separate entities. But as we get smarter, we're realizing, hold on a second, they connect the two. Like Arlen could probably tell me more about like understanding how gut health impacts your mental health. Like the more we're learning, we're learning this is one ecosystem and not two separate things. Yeah. So yeah, like 100% they connect with one another. So in any case, that's my thing, man. I just, I just feel like if you're going to be a role model, I just hope that you're planting good seeds in the minds of people who maybe aren't living a healthy life. And that's my thing. Is, is I, it, it hits close to home and it bugs me. That's why I bugs I think me. you could say it's her responsibility to do that. And I, I would somewhat agree with you. It I, is. I, I do. It is. I and, do. I, and I'm not shaming her. Like, I, I, I'm not Listen, shaming I, her. Listen, I, I, again, I, I somewhat agree with you. I just feel that there was that other aspect there that we should all consider when... When thinking about this, situation. for sure, I agree. I agree. Let's wrap this up, boys. Golden Nuggets. What are your top takeaways for today? For me, it was that um, being ashamed versus feeling ashamed, mm. and the distinct the distinction between the two. A lot of people would listen to that podcast and say that was fat shaming, right? Mm. Well, on the one hand, there's these social justice warriors calling. They have a everyone has a cause, and they have a reason to be offended for everything. But there are people who would genu genuinely believe 
that by you pointing out that someone should be ashamed, you are in the wrong 100% of the time, and I'm not sure that's the case. Mm -hmm. Interesting, man. Love that. My man, it has to come back from the very get-go. Like, the whole discussion with Sean talking to me about, like, increase your empathy, like, that really stuck with me. And even throughout this episode, I still had, like, flashes to that, flashes to that. And I don't know why, and it's one of those things that I'm going to really ponder throughout the week. And it was just like it hit me like square in the center. So I love that, brother. I love, I love, I love you keeping me in check. That to me was like my biggest golden nugget was don't judge a book by its cover. Like think a little bit deeper about something and increase your empathy. That was awesome. I love that, man. How about you, boys? Um, I had a couple. Uh, so I uh, noted how um, Arlen talked about uh, how he expects a lot from himself, right? So he has a high level of expectation on himself, but he gives a lot to others. Um, so I think it's just, I think it's really important to give a lot back. Um, so help out people as much as you can, but still maintain and have that high expectation of yourself. Um, I think we all deserve better, right? Mm -hmm. So um, just more like really challenge yourself. He actually he he made the comment about how uh, um, was he just being lazy or was he too busy with dealing with yeah. helping his friend, right? Um, so I thought that was cool how you questioned yourself there. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, just finishing off with the role modeling thing. Um, I think, me, like, I'm, I'm a softie for, like, kids and people who have a big influence on, on um, their... Development. Uh, yeah, their development and how they see things, right? And so when someone... I don't want to say her name, but <laughs> when your friend uh, like portrays her like that, it, yeah. it just gives us this image that you know, like it's okay to be big, like you said, your family member, like I'm okay, I'm gonna eat more, and it, you know, yeah. I think people need to be really careful with that, I and I think it's just more than just body image, but like, like the that whole thing, like work ethic too, right? So yeah. as as a coach, right on a in a game or in a, in practice, right? To to work ethic on um, at a job, right? I was when you were telling us the, when we were talking about role modeling, I was thinking about someone I know who um, uh, has like is a really good guy, but he he hates his job and talks about it all the time. So I actually employ I used to employ his kid. Um, and he talks about how, yeah, his job's just a job, and they, they don't care about him, he doesn't care about them, and he calls in sick all the time and, like, jokes about it. And then his kid would call in sick with me, and, like, mm. and, I, and I ended up having to let him go, mm. right? And it's just, like, I always think about that, the role modeling that that portrayed, so, mm -hmm. you know, not the body image thing, but For sure. it's right. like that, and it's, it's just, yeah, something that I was thinking about a lot. Love that, man. Love it. How about you, boys? I had two. I had one that you said about just like, you know, you learn from failures, but then also winning and then looking at it and be like, how can I repeat that? Mm -hmm. I really like that. Mm -hmm. And then the second one was just give him the wifey a hug. Nice. Yeah, Simple. That was good. Simple. Love that. <clears throat> that was good. How about you, brother? Last one? I feel like you guys took a lot of my points. I, you know what, the one thing that I think is funny that stood out to me, and I don't know why, it probably shouldn't be a gold nugget, but this, the guy looking at this guy, thinking about him looking at the mirror like, you fat, you fat <laughs> son of a bitch. What are you doing, you fatty? Just that might be what he needs. Throwing his, <laughs> his, <laughs> his toothbrush down or whatever. I, for me, that was my 
my golden nugget. Who could compete with that? I love it. I love it. Add that to the shame. Knowing how much pleasure would give him to see me right now. Yeah, fuck uh, man. Fuck uh, that. I'm throwing that toothbrush extra hard on the floor. That was all kinds of great. I love it. All right, this week's episode brought to you by, again, the Aura Ring. Go to AuraRing.com slash RRX to get your Aura Ring $50 off and the free sizing kit sent to you. Again, if you care about your health, then you care about your sleep. Get to the Aura Ring and uh, get your bad boy on you. It's AuraRing.com slash RRX. Boys, great episode as usual. Yeah. All right. For the BJJ crew, Rico, Sean, myself, Ryan, Arlen, Steve. We'll catch you back here next week, everybody. Take it easy. Man, honestly, that wine that, that we cracked first, terrible. Hey, you threw your glass. Oh, I couldn't drink it. It was awful. Really? I was almost 30.